Anchor is by far the easiest way to make a podcast. It gives you everything you need in one place for free. How cool is that? And then you can use it right from your phone, your iPad, your tablet. Download the app, record your podcast, and that's it. And there are so many creative tools that you can use to make your podcast amazing. You can import music. You can edit and re-record as often as you like to your perfection. You don't have to worry about your podcast being distributed because they take care of that for you. They make sure your podcast is visible on Spotify, Apple, Google, and the list goes on. And then you can easily, easily make money with no minimum listenership. If I were you, I would advise you to use Anchor. Hello, 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 everybody. Your girl KDC, KDC Movement, back again with another episode. I pray that all is well with each and every one, that you are staying safe, that you are staying warm in this weather. I want to talk about today, are you receivable? Are you receivable? When I looked up the definition of to be receivable, it was defined as to be capable of being accepted or being capable of being given approval. I'm capable of being given the approval. What does that mean to be capable of being given the approval? What am I being approved of? Looking at three people that I want to look at today in the Bible. David, Mary Magdalene, and Rahab. What were they capable of being approved of? God's mercy, his grace, and salvation. That they were capable, they were, they showed God that not necessarily that they were worthy, but they they showed God how much they respected Him, how much they surrendered to Him, how much faith that they had in Him. Let's look at Rahab. We all know the story of how Rahab was the prostitute over in. The book of Joshua, where she helped the two spies, you know, scope out Jericho. Yes, we, we, we're familiar with the story for the most part. But what I like about it is that Rahab had already heard about God. She already, to an extent, knew of him. She had heard of the story. She had heard of how... He rescued the children of Israel from Pharaoh and the the Red Sea. She had already heard about this. She already knew that God was on the children of Israel's side. But the one thing that stuck out to me the most was in verse 11, where she proclaimed God to be God in the heavens. 
that that was the one thing that definitely caught my attention was telling the spies this and I love this part in the latter end of the verse where it says he is God in heaven above and in earth beneath she said he is God in heaven above and in earth beneath now this being a woman who does not in this at this particular point in the scripture we haven't seen her profess to know God. We haven't seen her pr- profess to be a Christian for that matter. But she knew God. She understood the deity of who God is. So that goes back to my, my question for, the, for this episode. Are we receivable? Are we receivable? No, Rahab was not perfect, but at the same time, she was receivable in the midst of her mistakes, in the midst of her setbacks, regardless the route that she took in life. She knew and recognized who God was. In her belief, in her faith in God, and the sincerity and the purity that she depicted, it allowed her to be saved. It allowed her family to be saved. That was her request that her and her family are saved, that their lives are spared. And the soldiers, well, the spies spared her life. Let's look at David. Let's look at David. Over in 2 Samuel 11, verses 1 through 27, David is now king. He's now king. And... We all know the story of David and Bathsheba. He sees Bathsheba. He's intrigued. He's fascinated. He likes what he sees, so he begs for her. Him being the king, she, she's following orders. She may not like it. She may not want to, but this is the king. I dare not disobey the king's order. And so, okay, story goes on. He does, he does sleep with Bathsheba, regardless of the fact of her being married to Uriah, who is actually one of David's soldiers. He's one of David's, he's one of the best men that David actually has in the army. He's the head. So that that didn't bother him. He knew what he wanted and he went after it because he's the king. He could have it. So Bathsheba gets pregnant. And to cover up what he had done, David decides to put Uriah on the front line. And in, in the end, Uriah ends up being killed on the front line. Which leads us to Psalms 51 and 10, a very familiar 
passage of scripture it's written it's known as the repentance model where David talks about creating me a clean heart and renewing me the right spirit see this is what I love about David it didn't matter how when what why he messed up at the end of the day He had a heart for God. Nothing changed about what he thought and felt about God. Yes, he's human. He made a mistake. We're going to make mistakes. It's already been predestined, pre-told. The key factor is what we do after the mistake. How, how do we conduct ourselves after the fact? Which brings me to Mary Magdalene. And we see her over in the New Testament. In Luke chapter 8 verse 1 through 3, it talks about how Jesus healed her of being possessed. But I also love that after we see her being introduced in this scripture in Luke 8, we see over in chapter 24, where this is after Jesus has resurrected and Mary Magdalene, we see that she still on the scene not only is she still on the scene she's still following and professing to be a believer of christ she now she saw him crucified she 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 stood there and watched him until he breathed his last breath and she still believes And she still stood on what she knew from the day, from the moment that God delivered her, that he is Lord of Lords, King of Kings. He is Jesus, the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. Everything from the moment that she became a believer up until that particular moment dealing within this scripture, she continued to stand on it. Mary Magdalene. And again, I I love these people that when I was in my quiet time, that God adopted my spirit. Like I said, we're going to make mistakes. We're we're human. It's within our nature. We were born in sin. We were born in sin, created in iniquity. However... It's our character, how we conduct ourselves after the fact. Are are we humble enough to be accountable? To say, yeah, I messed up, my bad, you know, I need to do better, blase, blase. Or are we at a state where we, we feel like, 
it's okay and we dismiss the issue and we want to justify it. See, Rahab did not deny nor did she justify that she was a prostitute. She didn't give these the, the spies 50,000 reasons as to why she became a prostitute. She didn't say that, you know, her mother died. She had to take care of her brother, her sister, her uncle, and her little bitty cousins. And nobody had any money. Nobody could work because they weren't of age for that type of labor. No, she didn't go into all of why. Her conversation was about God and who God is and who she knew him to be. A man that she had never seen but only heard of, but she believed enough to know that the God that the men were depicting would spare her life for sparing their life. Or David. Yes, David did try to hide his mistake, but he also went after the fact and repented and cried out unto God to create in him a clean heart. He knew he had messed up. He knew he was wrong. He was out of order. He was the king. This woman was married. There were plenty other women that he could have had, but he chose this woman but he didn't try to act like he had it all together he came to God and cried out with a pure heart sincere from a pure place when is the last time somebody was able to correct you in love and you did not get offended? That you actually owned up to whatever you did or said? When is the last time that you took an evaluation and really looked thoroughly within your heart, looked at your, your thought pattern, the way you look at things, and asked yourself, are you receivable? Are you approachable? Are you relatable? I'm going to mess up. You're going to mess up. We're all going to mess up. That's been established. But can I come to you and talk to you can I come to you and say, hey, look, I messed up this, this, and the third. You know, look. Can, can I come to you on, on that level of, of being honest, being open, being real? Because I, I, outside of getting God's forgiveness, I, there's still a day-to-day -day walk that I have to endure. I can't endure my day-to-day -day walk being myself, doing what I'm supposed to do, being who I'm supposed to be. And I cannot be me. I can't be real with myself. 
Yes, there are things that we're going to do that people are never going to forget about. People are always going to be talking about. So what? I did it. I was wrong. On to the next thing. But can we really have that walk, that that spiritual and natural walk within today's times where we, we can be open and transparent without losing our witnesses and without corrupting and con- contaminating the people where we can say, yeah, I did that and I messed up. And... I had to ask God to forgive me. I had to ask God to deal with me. I knew my attitude was bad. I cussed her out. I cussed him out for no reason. And I had to go back and fix it. Can we be that receivable today? Can we, are we, are we that person? Putting the titles aside, putting the positions aside. Are we really that receivable? Or are we walking around with our titles in front of us feeling like we're untouchable, we're unstoppable? That it's okay, we can do any and everything because we have that title that's going to blanket everything else. But what happens when that blanket gets dirty and you have to wash it? Then you're exposed because there's nothing there left to cover you. You're sitting, you're laying, you're before people exposed when you could have taken a different approach instead of trying to hide behind something that couldn't save you in the first place. Now you're hiding behind something that can't do you no good, is more harm than good, nor can it get you into heaven. There's no weight, there's no rank behind it. There's preachers, teachers, prophets, pastors in hell. Lifting up their eyes in hell. Even the rich man, we know the story where it talks about all that he had and he still went to hell and Lazarus went to heaven. And he wanted to tell. He wanted to, he wished that he could go back and send a message to his family not, not to come to hell, to get it together, to, to do right, to live a life that it was only materialistic and it can't go with you. To treat others right, to do good. To make sure your heart is right. Make sure your heart is pure. Are we receivable? Are we capable of God's grace? Are we capable of his mercy? Are we capable of him taking out the time to save us? No, we'll never be worthy. We'll never be worthy of the price he paid. But are we capable? 
my God, my prayer is that me, myself, that I'm always moving towards being the being that light, being that example, regardless of the mistakes that I make, to say, God, I'm sorry. God, help me. God, I need you right here. Being the one to go back and apologize if I offended, if I offended you, if I harmed you. If I just want to be better, if I just want to be a better me, and this day and season, it's time out for being fake. It's time out for being phony. People are dying. People are getting sick. There is so much havoc happening now. If there was never a time to be serious, it is now. And so I asked myself the question, am I receivable? Have I been conducting myself in a manner where I'm, I'm showing God that, God, I appreciate you. God, I appreciate your grace. God, I appreciate the mercy that you bestowed upon me. Or do I walk around like I got a chip on my shoulder? Something something to think about. Are we receivable?